Hey there, running friends. It's James here again, and I'm back with another one of my running podcasts. I hope you've had a great Christmas and a fantastic start to the new year. I had a lovely, relaxing time and uh, just spent a lot of time with family, which was fantastic. And I'm very much looking forward to my first real kind of social outing run-wise of the year, which is going to be the National Running Show. Um, actually, I lie. I say first social outing. It was fantastic to go and meet Tina Muir and a few of our kind of mutual mutual followers at um, St. Albans Park Run last weekend. So those of us who came and joined there, thank you very much for, for coming along. And uh, yeah, you'll know as much as I do in terms of how good those waffles were afterwards. Wow. But anyway, the... Um, the big thing I'm looking forward to at the moment is the National Running Show, so the 19th and 20th of January. So if you are around and you're going to the National Running Show, the NEC in Birmingham, then please do, if you're there on the Saturday, please do, if you see me, just tap me on the shoulder and say hello. It'd be lovely to put some faces to names, particularly on social media. There are a lot of people who I've had a lot of back and forth with. Obviously, plenty who I've had no, no back and forth with at all. But either way, it would be lovely to meet some of you in real life. So please do. Don't be shy, tap me on the shoulder and just say hi. Um, I want to talk today about particularly a topic which has come up on Facebook in our Transform Your Running Facebook group where Nicole has got a fantastic opportunity to run a marathon in 16 weeks time and she's not alone in the fact that um, she's now looking at the fact she's got 16 weeks to a marathon and has done precisely zero running over the last few months which means there's going to be quite a build-up um, and quite an increase in terms of the uh, the amount of running she needs to do to be marathon ready, which is a heck of a challenge, but very, very doable. Um, but there's a, a bit of a curveball thrown in the mix as well. She's nine months post having had a little baby, which is obviously a whole another kettle of fish in terms of particularly the way in which Nicole's going to have to look after her body going forwards into this marathon block. Now, Nicole's not coming from a, a place where she's not done any running ever before. By, her, by all accounts, according to what she said in the Facebook group, she, um, a couple of years ago, ran a 20-mile race after, as she said, about six weeks preparation. I see a bit of a pattern kind of beginning to occur here. Um, but that was successful. That went well, which means that she's actually quite uh, you know, quite positive about the, the opportunity that's uh, in front of her now in terms of 16 weeks to marathon. But of course, there are some things, especially being nine months having had a baby, that I think, Nicole, you need to take into account. And I really wanted to discuss this here on the podcast um, in case anybody else is in a similar boat, but also... Um, because I think it's easier probably for me to do this on the podcast than it is for me to write a whole big long Facebook post um, in response to your question. Now, I suppose I should preface this by saying that I'm not pre and postnatal qualified. Um, my other half, Holly, actually is, and I work quite closely with a number of physios and, and trainers who, again, also are. But this doesn't really fall within that kind of all important 12 weeks post um, postnatal. This is kind of further down the line, nine months. Um, but in my experience of, again, working with plenty of female athletes um, and, again, you know, working with a bunch of the athletes that come through Holly's studio, just because you're nine months out from having given birth 
doesn't mean that um, you know, all the the effects of having given birth um, are completely negated and you're, you're back to getting back into to sport as if nothing had ever happened. Um, there is certainly a lot you need to take into account. Um, can you tell that, obviously, I'm a guy and this doesn't exactly roll off my tongue? And um, yeah, there are certainly things that I experience-wise, we'll be able to tell you in terms of um, what you need to take into account, but also there's plenty that I will never understand um, in terms of first-hand experience, um, like obviously the many, many mothers out there. So yeah, anyway, I'll do my best. So there are a few points that I want to make, and the first one is the same as anybody really who stands in the place that you're standing right now, Nicole, and that's that it's important not to do too much too soon, not to get sucked into kind of panic training, looking 16 weeks down the line. If you're going to give yourself two-week taper, then we're looking at 14 weeks. Now, ideally, just before you do your, you get into your taper, I'd like you to get uh, an 18-mile run under your belt. I think going from zero to marathon in 16 weeks, pushing you beyond 18 miles is probably going to be a big ask. So if we can say 18 miler is a good tick in the box to have, then that would be fantastic. But I wouldn't want you to take that as a linear increase from zero to 18 in 14 weeks time. I'd actually like to take an opportunity to give your body two weeks or so of running three or four times a week, anything between 5k up to about you know seven or eight miles just gradually building up and starting to feel your way back into running. Be fairly unstructured with it. Don't worry about any speed work at all. Just go out and run plenty of easy mileage, keeping the, the pace really conversational, really easy. Once you've got a couple of weeks under your belt and you're getting into a bit of a good groove, having not really worried too much about weekly volume or indeed the long run, pushing that on, that's where we can start thinking about perhaps being a little bit more aggressive in terms of building up the long run duration and the, the the distance that you're covering. Now, I say aggressive on purpose because it's going to need to be because you've not got a lot of time to do this realistically. Um, and the aggressive nature of this build-up has to be a conscious decision. It has to be something you're going into eyes wide open. Um, you know, it's there are plenty of people that you know, as we go through marathon training, they do pick up various injuries and doing too much too soon, building up that long run too quickly is a big part of that. Building up the weekly volume too quickly is a big part of that. And, you know, knowing that you're going to need to do that is, of course, something that you need to, um, you need to decide on, knowing that this is something which, you know, it's putting your body under quite a bit of stress and you realistically know way better than I do historically how your body's dealt with building up quite quickly, like that 20 mile you did with six weeks training. Um, and you need to make a conscious decision about that. Anyway, that, that I think that certainly bears saying. But there is plenty you can do to start to offset the amount of stress and strain you're putting on your body. As much as that weekly long run is really important, I'm not going to start saying we need to get you out running four times per week um, at least and you know, starting to, to really stop it start to impinge or impede upon the recovery time you're getting between runs. I actually think, especially because of the the nature of you being nine months, um, you know, having nine months postnatal, I think we need to really give your body an opportunity to still get plenty of aerobic training done, still get the work done, but in a slightly lower, in, uh, lower loading uh, low impact is the word I'm looking for, environment. So I wonder whether it might be very beneficial for you to actually focus on three runs per week and focus on getting two sessions either on the bike, 
um, as in static bike in the gym or at home or on an elliptical trainer or um, on a rowing machine, any other kind of cardio equipment, just doing what would be more so kind of tempo work um, on one of those uh, pieces of equipment rather than getting you out and throwing another run into the mix. So perhaps if you focus on keeping all your runs throughout the week, those perhaps two midweek easy runs and then easy long run during the week, and then you could do a session like um, you know, three times three times 12 minutes um, at a kind of a tempo effort with four minutes recovery at an easy kind of spin on the bike. Those sorts of sessions, that'll be hard going. That'll be hard work, but a fantastic kind of tempo session to actually start to add in extra elements into your training um, that aren't just load bearing and heavy work, um, heavy uh, loading on the body. Now, the reason why I want to be so kind of careful about that is the fact that in your, um, as you've gone through pregnancy, your body obviously would have undergone a great deal of change. Um, one big aspect is the the effects of the hormone relaxin, um, which has an effect on uh, on connective tissue um, and starts to really impede upon the kind of uh, inherent stupid- stability, particularly around the kind of the whole pelvic hip region. Um, and I've seen plenty of again, obviously female runners um, who have come back postnatally and still feel the effects and I believe and don't ask me to quote this but if I off the top of my head I believe there is um, evidence to say that the effect of relaxing actually lasts a lot longer than you'd expect uh, if we think about those months um, after pregnancy. Now we see athletes who they still are in a position where pelvic hip stability is somewhat compromised way down the line, having given birth. And of course, I don't know if you had a C-section or a natural birth, no idea. But it may well be that the amount of sort of strength and stability around the hips that you may have had prior to your pregnancy isn't the same as it now is after your pregnancy. So we need to work on not just, obviously, reducing the amount of undue loading that you're putting through the system, knowing the stability and kind of the resilience your body might not be what it was but we also need to put into place some steps to start rebuilding that resilience rebuilding that stability and i think getting into a place where you're doing some regular work um and i'm not not just talking about the kind of the third day challenge type work which you can find in the um the transform you're running facebook page uh, facebook group but also something like going to a regular pilates class you're starting to actually be really specific about learning to re-engage the right muscles and focusing on movement patterns and and, um, recruitment patterns and getting someone to actually watch you. Hopefully, I mean, I think personally, Pilates sessions in small groups run by a physio who is Pilates trained is a fantastic way to go because you get in a small group really good feedback with someone who's also got that physio background as well as um, obviously the Pilates side of things. Now, on top of that, there is um, just an important conversation to be had about managing expectations. Um, and I know, you know it's unlikely, based on everything you've said in the Facebook group, it's unlikely, I think, that you've probably got unrealistic expectations. I think you probably are quite realistic about what you're going to try and get out of this. But from my point of view, what sounds like your first marathon and your first marathon with a very short time to build up 
in terms in the big scheme of things, um, as in going from zero to marathon in 16 weeks. Um, combined with the fact that we're doing this um, not that long after childbirth, um, I think the focus needs to be on getting through it comfortably, finishing with a smile on the face, albeit you know, perhaps a kind of a thank God that's over kind of smile, rather than trying to focus on a specific time is definitely the way forwards. Um, I think if you can focus on a strong finish, then that in itself will be a fantastic outcome. And, and that, to be honest, is usually my response to anybody who's running their first marathon, um, you know, nine months postnatal or, or otherwise. So to be honest, I think that's the, 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 best, the best thing for you to focus on. And of course, the strategy into that, particularly with your long runs, might be worth thinking about when it comes to well, obviously it's worth thinking about in terms of pacing, but what might be worth thinking about would be perhaps taking a walk-run strategy. Again, I don't know how that 20-mile race went when you did that a couple of years ago on that six-week training, but see how your long runs go as you start to build up, and it may be that actually looking at some of Jeff Galloway's stuff um, and looking at walk-run um, or run-walk-run might be a fantastic way of actually getting through those long runs and getting the um, getting into a good structure for race day. I certainly work with a lot of runners who've been very, very successful with run, walk, run. So perhaps take a look at that as well. There are some things that, um, again, I've mentioned here that uh, would be, again, worth checking out further, just like Jeff Galloway's run, walk, run. I will link in the show notes for those who are interested. And the bottom line, really, uh, as much as I've uh, you know, kind of tried to have at home, you know, manage your expectations, et cetera, et cetera, and don't do too much too soon. But it's listen to your body. You know, listen to what your body's trying to tell you. Don't think that all your marathon training has to be running. We obviously know those key runs need to happen, but you can also offset that with lots of cardio work on other forms of low impact cardio. So bike work, cross trainer work, so elliptical work, rowing machine work, Lots you can do there um, and really starting to get on top of the stability work. Um, and I think, as I say, a regular Pilates class would go a heck of a long way. Anyway, hope that's helpful. Not just to you, Nicole, but anyone else who's out there in the same kind of boat. Like I say, not pre and postnatal uh, qualified, as you can imagine. Um, or no, not as you can imagine, as you can probably hear. Um, I'm sure that's probably come across. But these are things, in my experience, of working with runners who are a bit further down the line. Um, you know, if I've got, if I've got someone who's telling me they're, they're eight weeks um, postnatal, that's where I'm referring onwards. But if it's someone who is kind of eight, nine, 12 months down the line. I'm more than happy to work with them. Um, but a lot of the time, in my experience, there are still plenty of things that are in existence off the back of their pregnancy and childbirth that we need to still start working on. I almost treat it like rehab um, as we then go forwards and, and build, rebuild them back up as runners. Anyway, hope that helps. Best of luck to you. I'm sure you're going to be absolutely fantastic. I look forward to hearing all about it in the Facebook group. And for those of you who aren't in the Facebook group, just hop on over, type into Facebook, uh, type into Facebook, transform your running, come and join the group. It'd be great to see you there. Right, speak to you soon. Bye now.